Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody. What's good? Welcome back to the Basement Binge Special Edition for whatever number of episode this is. It's your homeboy, Kelton. And I'm Cade. Let's get to it. Today, we're uh, we're not going to have Harrison today because he is off away on a vacation. So just the two of your homeboys. Let's, let's do this. All right, everybody. So this week, we watched 1917, a film that came out like, I think, like three? No. So it 2017? No, no, no. This came out like recently, as in like I th- I can't remember if it was 2019 or 2020, but it was like six months ago ish. I remember I saw movie theaters a hot minute back, but I can't remember when. Anyways, okay. we watched the war movie about World War One, 1917, and we're doing an episode about it. So as you all know, we are starting off with our spoiler wall. We all get two minutes. It's called our two cents. To explain our first initial impressions about the movie without giving any spoilers. So, I will get the timer started. And, Kay, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right, and you're on okay. the clock. All right, so I first heard this movie from you of like how good it was. And um, it's radar, but I looked it up, the serve, the serve not serves, but like this, the, the ratings of it. And it's, it really talked about just the straight war. And so, I was like... I was just super, super curious about it, and so I ended up going watching it. I, I really had, I didn't know what to expect, so I didn't really have any expectations. Just like I heard it was a, it was a solid movie, and that there was, if we can talk about this later, but there's, I think there was only one cut to the whole movie, and I was so curious like how they figured that out, and so watching it unfold as I watched it was just so, it's so intense. And it's not just straight war. There's just explosions constantly throughout the whole movie. But it's just the way they the way they filmed it. It just feels so intense, and you're into the movie, and it feels like a war, and you just want to know how it ends. And it's and it's just the cinematography, like the way they portrayed everything, the the shots and stuff. It was just it was really cool just to see it all. Um, I would recommend this movie if you really want to understand the feeling of what World War One felt like from the perspective of two comrades um i recommend this movie for that reason and it's and for understanding more of it if you want if you want to watch a movie that's i don't know if this movie isn't for everyone i'll say that but um if you're willing to try out 1917 it's i say go for 100 percent. but this movie it it's an amazing story they did this well i don't know who any of these actors are i mean i know benedict cumberbatch is in this movie and there's another guy that I recognized, two other guys that I recognized, but it's just a lot of no names for me. And so it was just this whole new environment as far as the movie goes. And I enjoyed it. It was impressive, if I had to put it in one word. But that's my, that's my spoiler wall for me. I am out of time. All right, dude. Well, 
Okay, we're gonna start my two cents. And, okay, I gotta gather my thoughts. I have a lot I wanna say here. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, I absolutely love, love war movies. I remember as a kid, I was like eight years old, there'd be like a documentary about World War II. I was like, oh, heck yeah, let me grab my popcorn and sit down and watch this crap. <laughs> I don't know why, I just have been always been fascinated about like war stuff. Like, I even did one of my history fair projects about the semi-automatic rifle like in sixth grade because it was like, I don't know, it was really cool to learn about war. That's not the point. I'm podcasting about the movie. Anyways, 1917. This is a movie, much like Kate said, that is very eye-opening to what war actually is from the perspective of two soldiers in the war. This is definitely a lot slower paced because it is a true story based off of real events. Um, and it's not the entire actual war. It's just one story of two soldiers trying to get a mission done. And so it's really, you, you want to say slow paced, but it's not because it's war. And you see how these two people are fighting for survival, trying to complete their mission. And it's just way fascinating to learn about it and to see how it was. And actually reminded me of, so I just got this dope gaming computer and there's this game called Battlefield one that just came out not just came out but that that i actually just got and it's all about world war one and the f opening scene is you get to see and it, it very much parallels how this movie is but you get to see that world war one wasn't just like this glorious like oh you go to war you win you become like a man kind of thing but it's actually like very cruel and kind of devaluing of human life <clears throat> and so it's really cool to see more of that story and how war really was through the eyes of this movie, which was fantastically filmed. It was up for some Oscars. I know it didn't win any, but it was fantastic. The cinematography is extremely cool. It feels like you're right there in the middle of the story watching these two soldiers do their thing. So I absolutely love this movie. Dang it. But, um, yeah, I it was a fantastic movie. So, All right. Well, that is our spoiler wall. From here on out, there it will be. There will be a spoiler alert in motion here. So go back, go out and watch the movie, and come back to see our the rest of our sessions, the rest of this podcast to see what our take is on it. Because this this movie is pretty solid, and this is a worthy listen. So come back, come back to us, and we'll continue to move on with what we what the best we've got. All right, back to the regular scheduled programming. So all you guys out there who have no idea what the heck we do, this is our time. One of my favorite parts of this is question time with Kelton. That's me, everybody. So what we do, we want all of our fans to get to know us a little more. And so we have a personal question time that we take um, so that you guys get to know us get to know us a little better so it's my turn to pick a number i'll pick 17 because that's my favorite number and that question is if you could choose to do anything for one day what would it be choose anything for one day if you could choose to do anything for a day what would it be that's a hard question dude like anything if you could do that's, anything because there's there's a lot of parameters you can do within a day because you got, we're talking 24 hours or we're talking 12, like 12 hours. Okay, 24 like, hours. 24 hours. I don't think we have time to legit plan out every hour, but right, we yeah. get like the general picture. It's the general pick of like, oh my gosh, this is going to take some time to think. Frick, dude. Okay. My first thought is like, go on a vacation. It's like, you go somewhere. So like, you can go to California, go to Hawaii. You can go, you know, somewhere that's not home. I think that's, for me, that's the first thing for me is at least go somewhere. 
Um, our first thought is Hawaii. I've, I've been to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii last year for two weeks. Um, that was one of the best vacations I've ever had. Because my, my, my first, my default answer is, is go to Hawaii for a whole day. And I think I'd, I think I'd do that. But like it'd be with every, my whole family. It'd be like it'd be with me, Kelton, my friend Her- like friends Harrison, my wife, her family, my family. We all just go out and we just chill. Like don't have any plans for that day of like some excursion or any sort of this like plan or like we go out, go this way, we go here and here and here. It's just rep. Go there. We chill at the beach. We just do whatever we want. We could. It is not less of what we need to, we need we need to do or what we want to do. It's like I want to go here, okay? I'll go here, okay? We'll do that. Just no plan whatsoever. Just waste the day in Hawaii. You know, I sick, dude. I respect that. Yeah. Um, this is a hard question because I feel like there's so many things I want to do that I can't do in one day. So I'm gonna go with like my sports dream one. So basically. I know this realistically like isn't possible and there's no way to actually happen, but the question didn't have any stupid freaking rules, so I'm gonna change it how I want to. <laughs> so, here's what's gonna happen. I wake up, right? I'm gonna go. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I'm gonna do, I drive myself down to Vivid Smart Home Arena. I watch courtside playoff game of Utah Jazz. If they lose, that sucks, but I would care. Well, I would care a lot, but I get to be courtside at a playoff game, which is a huge dream of mine. And then second, so that game ends, you know, I, I come out around like noon or something. And then I'll go play golf with like probably, you know, Cade and my dad and then just like some of my homies. Where would you play? Definitely out like in Augusta, like where they play the Masters. <sighs> Like fly out there. I know this is not like, not realistic whatsoever, but I would totally want to do that. And then like in the evening, probably just go to like a really good restaurant. Like I don't. I love Texas Roadhouse. Or I'd actually be down to go to Rodijo Grill because I've heard that's really good and I've never been. So yeah, that's probably my day. Just like, oh, and then probably in the evening after the game, go to a Utah football but like football game because that is truly love my life. Yeah, that would be my day. Title championship. NBA playoffs, day of golf at the mass at Augusta, and then some dope a food, and then you get to watch a Utah football game. Ooh, that would be. If would I you? No, you'd have like on the fifty yard line. To be honest, I don't care as much where I sit in the stadium because I'm just happy to be there. Okay. I don't know, that's like fair. I feel like there's no place in this stadium that's like not cool because I with football. Northeast it's like different. corner is kind of lame. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I've never sat there, but I just don't know. Just, you're so far away from everything. But anyways, fair enough. But yeah, that would be my day. So that is our. What is it? Question with Kelton. Yeah, question time with Kelton. So that is that, and our next segment is pick your poison. Pick your poison. This is where you pick between four different choices, starting from the bottom and up to the top. With never watch again, and to streaming the service, with you know minimum pay with paying each month, and then renting the the movie, which worth it's worth a couple bucks, and then straight up buying this movie. What is your take? Let's go. For me, I think this movie is. I don't know. I don't want to like. I I respect the rating for this because it is war. Um, 
But I feel like I want I don't want to have carry all these rated R movies to the point where my kid just pops it in and just sees all this like stuff that they shouldn't really be seeing. So I say if you're a renting movie, um, it's worth the money to buy and to watch this movie because it's just a, it's it's the movie. It, in my opinion, it's an experience. So it's a rent. Uh, fair enough. This would be a buy just because I I love and it sounds like bad and like kind of gross or whatever to say to like say I love war. But I love films that, like, are very historically war. accurate and, like, show stuff like that. So this is definitely a buy for me. And it's just a sweet movie. Really cool. Like, they, this is the kind of movie where this each time after you watch it, you pick out new things because there's so much good, like, cinematography going down that you pick up on different things each time. And, you know, big thing about this movie, a lot of it, like Kate said, is filmed in, like, one take. Well, not one take. But, like, one – I forget the name. It's, like, continuous filming because a lot of movies nowadays have a lot of cuts, and it makes it a lot easier to put something together. It cuts together. from one, some, someone's face to the other face in the conversation. But the conversation is – you see – because it, it's filmed in front of them as they walk. So you see them just, just talking. Yeah, and so, like, this movie, like, the opening scene is, like, 25 minutes long. It's, like, insane of how – it's just nonstop filming, and it's really cool. And like I said in my two cents, it makes you feel as if you're right there watching it. It doesn't really feel like a movie watching it just because of that type of film work. It's just really cool. And you realize, like, with all the extras and everything that has to go down, how hard that is to create, like, to shoot all good in one shot. That's just impressive. So, hot dang. But yeah, my pick, my poison, will be a buy for this movie. All right. And that and leads us to our next segment, which is binge points. Binge points. This is the references that you see in movie. It's callbacks. It's just little little hints that foreshadow or even just little things you want to point out in that movie. Um, this movie, it's hard to take in the first time. This is my first time watching it. And for Kellen, it's, it's his second. second time. So the things that I noticed is just the technology. Like how it's to like... It was in the nineteen. It's nineteen seventeen. It's like almost. It's more than a hundred years ago. Wow. Thinking about that, that's such a long time. And every bullet they they fire that the that the rechamber another bullet and um that they carry so much equipment with them and it's not the most ideal. It's all like it's all like leather and heavy fabrics and the lights that they use. It's like this big block of, with the light bulb on the end where that they that's how they go through. Like you know, a dark a dark place or a dark room, and you know they're going through mud that probably soaked their socks, or and just I just want to print out the technology. It's such a such a callback, it's a twist to the past where they had almost all the stuff that they didn't have that we do, and how they were able to get through this war with what they had. It was just wow. Yeah. I think this movie is really cool. One thing I just really liked about it was how um, realistic it felt as you get to see, you know, these two soldiers, especially in the beginning when they crossed the no man's land to get into German territory. What is no man's land? No man's land is basically the area between the two trenches in war um, that was basically just where all the mortars and barbed wire and basically dead bodies were strewn about. And so... It's just kind of like where the front was advanced. Because you're obviously not going to set up camp like 20 yards from each other. But it's just kind of like the area that they're currently fighting at. 
And as you watch these two soldiers, it's unknown whether it's, you know, they are the there's rumors that they're like the Germans have retreated, but they don't know that. And they have to cross into no man's land to warn this group, right? But watching them go through that, like, you have no idea what's going to happen. They don't know if that was just a rumor and it's a trap to kill people coming through no man's land or what. And they got to crawl through mud, through barbed wire, accidentally put your cut hand into, like, a decomposing body. Like, oh, my gosh, On accident because your friend knocked you over. It is a very real, like, oh, my gosh. That, that that whole point where they cross so there's a point where they 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 climb up the ladder onto no man's land where it just shows the whole destruction of the whole that whole area and it just becomes this raw experience where like yeah. you don't know and you just you just like just that's a good it. way to put it just raw because you know there's so much anticipation as they're walking through their trenches like oh keep your head down like they're kind of right at the front of the trenches where you know, maybe, I don't know, hours before they were fighting and, like, getting shot at right there. Or even less than that. Yeah, and so, like, all right, go over, and they climb the ladder, and it's just, like, stay down. Like, it's just insane as you realize that war was a very real thing. Like, one thing I want to point out was they were given, before they went over to, over to, over, they climbed over the ladder to no man's land, that a corporal or lieutenant gave them a flare to where they shoot it. Yeah, they shoot it if they cross. If they cross no man's land, they shoot it. But then he said, I... It's hard to get those. It's hard to come across flare guns. So if you're getting shot at, just throw the thing behind you, and you know, as a courtesy, it's like whoa. Like if you're if you're dying, just throw that back. I don't want to lose that. And it's kind of like another experience yeah. of like what war is like. Yeah, you know? war was very much you know the first two world wars were very much just like throw numbers at the enemy. Like it wasn't really seen as human life, but you kind of had to look at it that way. Or else you would go insane, I feel like. And it's war is all about, like, resources and stuff. And if you need flare guns, like, as sad as it is, that's that's what they had to do, you know? Had to deal with that. And so this movie, it's just intense. Like, like Kid said earlier, this is not a movie. It's like, oh, I just want to relax and watch it. No, this is an intense movie. This is not a relaxing movie. That will movie. require your focus because it's so intense and not just a lighthearted thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this... And another binge point that I had was right when I forget the name that first, the, so the two soldiers head out and the one gets stabbed by that guy, the German pilot who stabs him. He, and he dies while they were helping him. Yeah. While they're helping him crazy, right? Welcome to war. But like when he died and they killed and the other soldier killed the German, how he took off like the rings and like dog tags of his friend. And you realize, like, that was a big thing. Like, a lot of the times people... Well, obviously, like, dog tags and, like, rings to give to his family. You know, his surviving brother and whatnot. Um, but also just... That was kind of a thing back then. Like, dead bodies were, like, pillaged for, like, res- like ammo and medic stuff and whatever. But also just, like, rings and dog tags. And that, that's all he took from his friend. And that's very respectable. I know, right? And yeah, it's just... What's crazier is that, you know... He couldn't bury his friend. They picked him up. His other, some other friendly allies came over and they carried his his friend's body to the side, where it was out of the way, and they laid him there. And that was it. And he had to go up and continue his mission. You just see him having to look back on his friend. It was just a, it was a pretty powerful moment. Yeah, it'd be, it's very hard, like realizing, like, and even like the general or whoever was helping is like, I know you've probably heard this before, but it doesn't do any good to dwell on it gotta move on yeah i I mean in that circumstance i definitely agree because 
obviously he has the mission, but if he gets caught up dwelling on his friend's death, then you can't really function, and it will, like, hinder your ability to, you know, do your duty or, like, be able to be a good soldier, I guess. And the scene, and the scenes where they, they the truck is stuck in the mud, you can still see he's still kind of dwelling on it. Yeah, you know, it he just shows him just sitting in the truck for a few moments too. Yeah, that truck scene was actually I think really important to the movie. Yeah, like it showed like the resiliency of this one soldier, on even though he was still like mourning his friend, he got out and he's just like convincing the soldiers to push the truck. Like, come on, guys, we I have I don't have time to get like a log or, like we got to get going. And he convinces the other soldiers to help him. He kind of earns the respect. It was pretty dang cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are all my binge points. That's all mine. I'm done. Which all brings right. us to our next segment. This is least and likes. You can talk about what you, what you didn't like the mo- least about the movie and what was your favorite scene. Um, let's start with our least favorite. What, do you got one? Um, I do. It would it'd probably be like, I don't know, it's hard. I would say my least favorite scene in this movie Cause there's like there's scenes where like I didn't like that like oh it hurt like the the pain or like just the saddest of that was like the most out of all of the movie or just like the ones I just didn't like. Cause I'd say that this movie there isn't anything that I like didn't like in the sense that oh this is not a good movie kind of thing like, I didn't like that. Yeah, the whole thing was great. Yeah, the whole thing was great and very realistic. It's a story. It's real life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so in the way I'd say my least favorite scene is one that was just very hard to watch, and I'd say it's when he after he kills that like German soldier in the building and he's going through that like blown up town and he runs into that one lady who's caring for the baby. An unknown child. Yeah, unknown child. Not her own baby, but just some random baby she finds. And like realizing that that was very real. There were a lot of like citizens caught up in war. It's not just the enemies and or like the acts or um it's not just like all the soldiers and they're just fighting over areas. And Bert blowing up everything, but that there were still actual like citizens in some of these cities that were just caught up in the middle of it, and you know she's hunkered down, trying to avoid any soldiers so she doesn't get killed, and also take care of a baby that's not hers. Like it was very sad and like eye opening to see that it sh- this story showed that that was actually a real part of war, and so even though it was very eye-opening it was just hard to watch and made me really sad just realizing that even though the soldier like gave her milk and like food, it's really cool which is awesome but like realizing that her chances of survival were still very slim and she was not in a very good situation yeah that was hard that, to watch. that was hard to watch i i think maybe the late my least favorite scene was the point where he had he had, he had to run from the soldiers he, had, he jumped into the river and he, was, and he was so tired, he's falling asleep in the river as he's drifting down. And Ray Flynn crawls out, and he just starts, he kind of breaks down for a moment. It's like, I didn't like that scene, because it just, it just showed the realness of, like, how someone could take all that in. In just well, yeah, a matter of, what, 48 hours? The 24, river, 48 hours? Crawl out of the river over dead bodies. Like, that just, psychologically, that just messes with you. And so, like, him being exhausted, not having any equipment, not a gun, no food, nothing. Because he lost He's all soaking of it. wet, yeah. And he just barely escaped with his life. Just the trauma caught up with him, and he just had to take a moment. And it's... And there's a point where he finds the battalion, but, and he just sits there. I thought he was dead, honestly. He just 
passed out out of exhaustion because it's this look on his face. But like, like that, at least that was for me. That was my least favorite scene. All right. Well, favorite scene. What you got? Um, when they cross no man's land because it's so crazy, and I like agree. the point where they cross through the barbed wire, he cuts his hand. It's like, oh crap! Like you don't just get through get through it unscathed. You just you got it. You pick up a scratch here and there. And it was that gnarly cut. But then they get through. They pass in. They go down into this like bunker. shaft, this bunker, and they find these rats are just eating food or resources that the soldiers left. And the rat accidentally trips a wire, a, a, a trip wire, and it blows up, and it buries one of the comrades. But he's able to bury him out, and this, the, the whole thing is like coming down as he's trying to take, pull him out of the rubble. And they're like, he can't see it all, but he has to jump over this this crevice because they have to get through because they'll get. St- buried in there it's just that the whole thing that whole thing that was like so was so crazy i remember i watched it on i watched it on plex but once i seen it, i paused it and i just like took a step back like whoa that was nuts oh, and then i yeah. kept watching it yeah I, I had to agree with you my favorite scene was when they crossed no man's land just because it's so intense and you have no idea what's coming whether the germans actually left the you know their trenches or not and like right when they drop into the trenches of the germans and they see there's like that bucket of coals, like still hot. like smoking, and you're like, oh my gosh, dude! Like you have no idea what to expect, and obviously like Kate said, when they go through the trenches and or the bunker, and it gets blown up, but like just that opening scene is just so intense, it's very riveting, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot like look away right now, like I'm holding my breath for like thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> see, I that was it's it's hard to say like it was enjoyable because like yeah, but it but was just... very interesting, very. It's, just, it's it's a lot of those move those documentaries of like World War Two, World War One, where it's really, really interesting just to watch them tell the story, and that scene was one of one of those yeah. those moments. Where you Definitely. just got you got to watch the story. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of live that experience. Um. Yeah, I think that moves That's us to our... our last segment, which is fall in. This is when we kind of break it down and we talk about certain themes or emotional or psychological moments that affected us or just kind of the theme that we want to take away from this movie and kind of apply it to our lives make it more personal and try and live differently can i go first yeah go for it okay so one thing i want to point out is there are a lot of movies that try to depict war try to tell a story whether it's like it's a war it's it's sickness it's a pandemic it's a you know tragic story or something that's crazy that's could be made into a movie a lot of times they they only share like maybe one or two moments where it shows like the good of humanity during that crazy time like one movie i can think of right off the bat because we watched it recently was contagion is that so quickly everyone just lost their minds like all humanity was just gone but seeing this movie it shows like humanity it still fights to be present and existing because there's a lot of points where they're in a war, they're walking and stuff, and as they're walking through, you know, after they walk through No Man's Land, they talk about stories about how a, a funny story. And they find a German soldier who is their enemy, but they actually, at first, try to help him. Or when he, the, the soldier by himself finds the, finds the woman and the unknown child, and he gives them milk, and he has this little, you know, little moment of happiness where he's entertaining the child. Or like... After he sends after he sends the signal of like and the attack is stopped, one higher up leader t- like turns to the guy and he's like, "Well done, like great job on what you did," 
like that those like there are humanity still exists very much in crazy moments and i think you know this that needs to be remind everyone needs to be reminded of that right now is that there is still humanity there's still fun moments like yes there is a new normal and it sucks in many ways but there is still a lot of greatness and happiness in your own life and in my own life and what you see out there like i still talk to my i still chat and joke around with my neighbor when i when i walk past him and stuff just because i can't go out and work or i can't go out and watch my watch the sports in an arena or go anywhere it's it's very much the world hasn't changed a ton it's just been altered and i think that's a great reminder and this movie is a good good representation of that is that humanity still fights even though and it still still exists strongly when the crazy things happen yeah i agree i mean that's kind of what i took away from it too is just the resiliency of the human spirit like if you're put in this situation with this soldier where your comrade dies and you still have a mission to complete like there are so many moments where i'm sure you just want to sit down ball your eyes out and just sleep and just take a break from everything but he couldn't he was pushed to the limit, like physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. And yet he was still able to get the job done, even when he had given the orders to the commander to call off the attack, which was nuts by that, the way that whole thing went down. As you realize, he thought he missed it, and then he realized he He's could just, still like save lives. And he's just booking across through the trenches where there actually is, you know, in the no man's land, where there are enemies gunning and trying to shoot you down. He runs through that, makes it past the mortars and whatnot, warns the general, they call it off. But then he's told, all right, go get some food, go get some rest, and he still does it. He hunts down his comrade's brother, who's still alive, to tell him his brother was killed and to tell him he was a good man and to give him the dog tags and his rings. And he still did that. And then finally, he took his time to rest. Like, that's just incredible to watch that humans are capable of such great things. Even when we're pushed to the limits, we have every reason to stop. That we still keep going, um, whether it's for people, whether it's for ourselves or people that we love and we care about. And I, this is one really quick. I just want to point out one other thing: is the scene with the milk when he gives it to the uh, the lady and that one unknown baby. Um, and earlier, when they had found that like that cat, those cows that were still alive, and they were able to get milk, and then later on it was needed. That was just eye-opening to me. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get religious here, but I just, to me, I just felt like it was a message that God is real. And that is very much, people could see that as a coincidence, but I feel like that was very much planned. And it was just really cool to see that um, he was able to use resources that he had or was given and help someone out, even though it wasn't like taking him out of the terrible situation they were in, but it was enough that could really make a difference. And so I really wa- enjoyed watching that. And for those of you who don't believe in God or anything like that, you could take that how you'd like. But um, I just, it was a very awesome act of human kindness just to see someone had the means to help someone else out and they chose to put the needs of others before their own and give away something. So yeah. very awesome. So with that being said, our call to action um, would be to just keep on going, you know, like, and just try and go out of your way to make someone else's day better, especially with this whole pandemic going down, whether your life has changed or not. Um, and whether I'm sure it's very difficult for some of you guys out there, but, um, 
there's still human kindness out there. And, you know, one word or one compliment or reaching out to someone could really make a difference. So we hope you guys could take that challenge to make someone else's day better or just your own day better um, just by trying to look at life a little more positively. Yeah. And to put it in a sentence of our call to action is create your own normal mm-hmm. out of what you have right now. Use your resources. Um, you know, the mind is stronger than the body, just like in that movie where he's running for hours, falls almost falls asleep in the river. But then he still has, power, still has you know, the mindset to go out and still run across from no man's land to stop the fight. Is You have all the ability in, in your own mind to create your own normal with what you have right now so go out and do that you'll feel good about it yeah and so to kind of change gears here we also like always invite you to like and subscribe to our podcast we release episodes twice a week um so always make sure to stay tuned for that but also follow us on all social medias we have a facebook twitter instagram um we also are on like podbean and uh, patreon so keep everything Keep your ears open to hear any news through those social media platforms. Um, you can find our you know, our tag names and whatnot in the show notes. Um, but yeah, good things are coming. We got more episodes coming out. And we hope you guys enjoy and like each and every one of them. Yeah. Thanks for following. Thanks for listening. Um, and if you guys want another podcast that isn't so like dark and kind of heavy as this one was, um, one that I really like doing and we definitely invite you guys to do is go check out one of our most recent ones. Um, which is called Onward. That movie just came out. It was the new, I think, Pixar, right? Yeah, Pixar. Yeah, Pixar movie that came out. It's a lot of fun, funny to listen to, funny to watch that movie. So make sure to check that one out as well. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, I check out our latest one that we just did, uh, Avengers Endgame, the big, that big MCU movie. Check out that Check that one out. It's, a, it's epic. That one's a fantastic one. Yeah, that was one. A very fun to talk about. About that movie, so big, and we actually had a really cool fall in. So, yeah, check that out as well. We have tons of episodes, different movies you guys could check out. So, just yeah, so download those boys, you know, have some fun with it, explore what we've got, we've got provided for you. And thanks for listening to this, this episode. And we will catch you later. See you on the flip side. What to do, baby? See Peace you guys. Out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.